Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show producer-director Max Pugh from the film Walk With Me. Good morning, Max. Good morning. Or perhaps I should say good afternoon because you're calling in from Paris. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Tell me, Max, for the listeners, if you could describe how you got involved with this beautiful film. It's it's a very personal story for me because my brother, younger brother, ordained as one of Thich Nhat Hanh's monastics back in 2008. And that started me on a, a real path of curiosity as his elder brother on what had motivated him to do that, to take such a radical step to move away from kind of contemporary capitalist, crazy society, the world we live in, often surrounding ourselves with material goods and plunging into consumerism. It made me question a lot of my own choices. And when three years later, he and an elder monastic actually came to me at a a retreat and asked whether I would make a a film, a documentary about this community, I, I couldn't. I couldn't say no, and I got my um, very close friend and colleague, Mark Francis, to come on board at that point as a producer, and then Mm -hmm. quite quickly we melded into co-producing and and co-directing and started on this extraordinary five-year journey, and my brother is one of the main characters in the the film as a result. Unbelievable. I I have to share with you that the, the name of my show is called Get the Funk Out, and uh, so, you know, in life, we get so caught up with running and running. You know, when I was watching this, um, we don't take a breath. We don't have mindfulness in our lives. And we're just running and running and we're searching and we're caught up in technology. And I feel like we, we all need to disconnect from that, that from that life, yes. you know. I I think that this is something that crosses a lot more minds than we would think. So people see the monks and nuns of a community like uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village Monastery as very external and very uh, almost kind of strange. But when you start actually looking a bit more closely, I challenge people not to actually feel a little bit envious of their choice. Because contemporary life the extent to which we uh, kind of split our personalities with digital devices, the extent to which we, we, we operate faster and faster and faster, we multitask more and more, we feel the pressure to accumulate things to the point where we buy so much stuff that a lot of it goes into storage because we yes. simply can't use it. So actually all that stuff is exhausting. It is. And... To see people who are living an alternative where all of that energy is transformed into community and to, into love and into ultimately, once they've really looked into themselves, then looking out and helping people, mm-hmm. because Thich Nhat Hanh's Buddhism is what he calls engaged Buddhism. It's politically engaged. It's engaged with the problems, with the challenges in society. You look at all that and you think, well, wouldn't that be is that such a crazy alternative? And actually, what would it look like if I decided one day to to drop everything and, and follow that path? And the film really is about that. It's about young people in 
in the main, but mm-hmm. not always that young, particularly, who decide to do that. Now, how difficult was it to enter this group of people? Because I'm, I'm imagining they are very protective of what they do, and perhaps they don't want to let people come in and put a camera on them. Well, that, it would be very fair to assume that, mm-hmm. but there's a couple of things about this monastery and this group of monasteries, because there are three in the U.S., one in Germany, one in Hong Kong, that um, under, under Thich Nhat Hanh's tradition, it's, they're actually very open places. They receive thousands of people like you and I on retreats mm-hmm. every year. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that when you have a blood family relationship, like the one between my brother and I, yes. that changes everything. In the Vietnamese culture and in Thich Nhat Hanh's culture, that, that comes before everything. And so it is the trust is extended to me as a member of the family. And then obviously there's a whole lot of professional ethics and engagements involved in making a film. But the your your you are absolutely, um, you know, you're, you're extended this this great trust and this love, and then all you have to do is pay it back with real integrity and yes. and a, a film which, in this case, really shares their values because that's actually the film that Mark and I ended up wanting to make. We didn't we didn't want to somehow undermine their position we wanted to question it but ultimately we felt that we really shared their values and so we wanted to make a film which was in harmony with them um not in some way acting against them yes and um when Thich Nhat Hanh himself put out the idea of turning movie theaters into meditation halls once we got to to know the community we we felt we wanted to rise to that challenge creatively that's beautiful. He turned movie theaters into meditation places, did you it, say? Well, it's something that he suggested to us at mm-hmm. the beginning. Thich, Thich Nhat Hanh said, said two things. He said, one, don't make the film about me, because it's not about me. Yes. It's about community, and you can film all of my monastics, and it's just like filming me, because I am in them, and they're in me. Mm-hmm. And the second thing he said would be it is it is a it is a beautiful uh, aspiration of mine to turn movie theaters into meditation halls oh, I love it. and we thought that's a really interesting idea that's a wonderful idea so how did, what we've what we've tried to do how did you get uh, Benedict Cumberbatch involved with this project well uh, he his company in London um, is in London and is run by a, uh, a very close friend of mine. And so we, I was working on a couple of projects with Benedict's company. And when I was talking about this particular one to um, our mutual friend, he said, well, you know, Benedict's been um, meditating a lot in, oh. in Nepal, preparing for Dr. Strange, his role in mm-hmm. Dr. Strange. And he and Tilda Swinton and uh, a monk, a mindfulness practitioner, Tibetan mindfulness practitioner who who works with um, Tilda Swinton, had all been meditating together, and he'd been really getting into that. And it turned out, when I dug a little bit deeper, that actually Benedict had read um, several of Thich Nhat Hanh's books, and it had those books had immensely moved him and had helped him 
in his life. And so he wanted to give back and he immediately said, yes, I, I, I will do this. Um, Beautiful. And at that point, he didn't he didn't know the nature of the film and the actual nature of the narration. But as that became clearer and we got close to the recording, he um, he was more and more enthusiastic. And I know Oprah Winfrey has seen your film. Is that correct? I'm not sure whether she has yet, okay. uh, but I certainly, I certainly do know that she's a huge follower of Take That Hand. Wonderful. I saw something in the trailer that mentioned her name. Um, I love how um, someone mentioned, uh, it's it pronounced Thich Nhat Hanh, is that correct? Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, yeah. They compared him, they, they said to the people listening, think of Yoda from Star Wars. He helps us live deeply. I thought that was interesting to, to get people to relate or to kind of understand. Well, that's actually my my brother who says that line in oh. the trailer. They they they're in Brooklyn and they're visiting a um, a detention center for juvenile offenders, mm-hmm. and because they have a mindfulness program in this um, in this center, and. One of the one of the girls, one of the young, I guess, detainees or, or prisoners, asks my brother whether they have a master, and he says, "Well, no, it's not really a master. He's a he's a teacher, but some people do call him master, and some people compare him to to Yoda from Star Wars because <laughs> there is a an apocryphal story that George Lucas would have met Thich Nhat Hanh at a party in Berkeley or somewhere in the Bay Area back mm-hmm. in the 70s, and actually." been inspired to create the Yoda character looking at Thich Nhat Hanh. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Nobody knows if that story is true, but, but we like it. We've got to ask George Lucas, perhaps. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> good idea. What would you like people to take away from this film? A sense of space and a sense of reflection. So even if they have never actually touched the practice of meditation or been on a Buddhist retreat, the idea that in 90 minutes they could somehow taste that and take home some of the benefits or or maybe even pursue it further for themselves would be a really nice, I think, gift to a very stressed world and a, a, a cinema which is often full of violence and and really kind of often very good, often extremely moving, but extremely painful drama. Maybe this can offer an alternative, a, a form of cinematic meditation and, and reflection. Yes. I, I do want to mention, I noticed, uh, and I put this on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, that Thich Nhat Hanh was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by his friend Martin Luther King Jr. He's also a human rights activist, poet, and successful author. And uh, in 1982, he set up Plum Village. That's the monastery in rural France. Is that correct? That's all absolutely correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's the single largest Buddhist monastic communities in the world. That's incredible. It, it, it is the single largest. I'm, I'm not absolutely sure of that, but it is certainly one of the biggest. But if if uh, if you found that information and, and um, cross referenced it, then then yes. it may be absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. So before we wrap up, tell me how 
because I could imagine, perhaps, in a lot of ways, how has this film changed you? This was a long process and tremendously meaningful. Yes, yeah, so that's a very a very good question, and it's changed me in ways, and I think Mark, Mark, has, Mark too, and he would agree, uh, that we couldn't really anticipate, because it, it forced us to really rethink the way in which we, we made films, not only because of the ethical dimension of it being about my my own brother, but also and, and not wanting to, you know, somehow block his practice, but mm-hmm. also in the way in which we, we had to detach often from preconceived ideas about how to do these, how to actually approach the filmmaking. And a lot of, one of Thich Nhat Hanh's most important lessons is about non-attachment, so that if you if you become too attached to an idea, it can create a lot of stress when that idea doesn't isn't realized or isn't realizable. Because and actually, if you decrease your your stress around that, then something else can happen that is even better. And that's what we found: is day after day, it was okay. Some things didn't work because we couldn't find the monastics that we wanted to film with because they don't have cell phones and emails and so on, right. or because they had moved to a different monastery and nobody had told us or because they just wanted to take time to drink tea and to go walking in the woods with us rather than necessarily fitting into our schedule. And once we let go of our preconceived ideas and notions, then little miracles happened. And that was a really beautiful thing to behold. And that certainly taught me a lot about, about, um, not not blocking my my creativity with preset notions of absolutely what must happen, but leaving a little door open for for magic and mystery by being more relaxed about outcomes and non-attached to outcomes. Beautiful. So tell me, where can people find out more about the film? Well, walkwithmefilm.com is the film site and there's a tab on it called watch us and that links to our distributor who is currently in we have about 250 active screenings in theaters all across the u.s and those are selling out fast so that is the best way to find out about the film and then sign up to the the email list there if you're interested in downloading it when it becomes available as a as a download fantastic max thank you so much for taking the time to call on this is a beautiful film thank you so much if you missed any part of today's show, it will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can find me at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And I am on Facebook at Janine Bernstein. That's J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N.